The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, November 9th, as we talk some Monday night football. If we actually have been going for about 15 minutes on YouTube because we do a pre-game, or a pre-game, pre-show YouTube chat where we actually you're eligible to get two entries to win a toboggan slash beanie slash whatever else you might call it growing up. You know, the little poof ball hats, but without the poof ball. Wool goes on your head, says Brinson sucks on it, and Brinson sucks hats. Uh, our good friend Lewis Dawes has made us some of these, and we are giving them away in, at, in the, in the uh, post-game live primetime recap shows. So if you show up, you hit the like button, you enter your name in the chat, you'll be eligible to win. We are live after every single primetime game, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. And Ryan Wilson hosts a YouTube-exclusive Tuesday 1 p.m. chat. Well, it's not chat, I guess, but I guess it, I mean, it could be. And it's, it's called the Brinton Suck Show starring Ryan Wilson. <laughs> there, there, there you go. There you go. Oh, ho, ho! It is a mock draft special where you look at the uh, draft prospects. That'll be important in a few weeks. And on Thursday at 1 p.m., we also do our pick show live with myself, RJ White, and Pete Briscoe. You can come and ask questions about picks for the weekend if you're so inclined and hang out with us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash pick six or go on the app and search for Pick 6 Podcast, and you will find it quickly. Hit the like button, hit subscribe, and hit the alert button so you are notified when we go live, which we are right now. So the Steelers somehow kept their little Monday night football streak alive, beating the Bears 29-27. Um, I, I had the Steelers on the site somehow. I bet on the Bears. I don't know. Seven felt like too much. Six and a half felt right. Thought the Bears would keep it close. They did. The if I'm a Bears fan, I feel like I got completely screwed in this game. Is that fair, Ryan Wilson? Oh, 100 percent Now it doesn't help that Matt Nagy's our coach because he helped uh screw his own team, uh metaphorically, just with bad decisions, which has been uh, a hallmark of, of his reign after he was rookie of the year, right? Be- breach his first year. I feel like when we were in Atlanta at the honors for the Super Bowl, he was making an acceptance speech for coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, he, they won the division his first year, I think. They went 12 and four. Yeah. He's his coach of the year for sure. Who was the, who was the quarterback? Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, you know, Trubisky was, was there with Fox for a year. Right. Hired Fox, oh, hired Nagy, who was. That feels like it was Andy 20 Reed. years ago. Yes, it does. But he, he is, he's getting in the way, I feel like, of Justin Fields' development. But to your point, there were a ton of atrocious uh, atrocious calls. Hey, Breach, while I'm talking, will you quickly look up who the who the referee was for the Steelers um, Seahawks Super Bowl? Because if it was Tony Corrente, there are going to be some issues because I that was luckily pre-Twitter because Seahawks fans were irate at the calls. Bill Levy. Is that right? It was Bill Levy? It was Bill Levy. I was, I was Tony Corrente. But, uh, yeah, they were uh, just bad call. After, and I wrote down some of them. The low block that uh, negated the Jimmy Graham touchdown i've never heard that called before by the the pulling guard inside the tackle box or outside the tackle. you can't cut block players how do you run zone schemes if you can't cut block do you breach you know the rule book what is what is that who who's the espn rules official uh john john perry thank you john perry john perry was all over and the fact that you know you're making some bold calls on that broadcast and actually was Pretty spot on with some of them. Like, well, that's what I'm going to say. Is usually well, you, you don't see job. the officials. Do you don't see former officials throw officials under the bus too often. But he was almost getting exasperated at how many bad calls there were. I mean, the low block had no business being called. I think the Bears ended up settling for a field goal there. Had to because Jimmy, Jimmy Graham touchdown. That was probably the biggest swing of the game because I know there was a couple of the pass interference, uh, a couple roughing the passers that didn't get called. But those weren't parts of the field where there's no – 
guarantee that points were going to be the end result. You know, maybe the Bears don't move the ball after that. Maybe the Steelers do move the ball on the one where they got the pass interference that led to a field goal. You just don't know. But this one actually took points off the board, and it cost the Bears four points. You lose by two. That's insanity. So right uh, now, and not not to not to move to a different call, but I mean, I think that the clearly the biggest call of the night was the taunting call. No, no, it was a touchdown. The taunting call was terrible, but the, ta- the as Breach well, noted, the Steelers don't get a field goal without the taunting call, right? The Bears, you're trading seven points to three points. They took Jimmy Graham's touchdown off the board. Okay, all right, that's fine. They're both terrible calls. I mean, they're truly two of the worst calls of the season. Has anyone ever seen that blocking, that chip, whatever the block was called? Has anyone ever seen that called? Um, I don't think so. I don't even know what the rule is. Like, I, I've never seen them put a, a box around the offensive line. Sounds like me. I don't even know what the rule is. <laughs> There's a path, but the taunting call was insanely idiotic. I just feel like the, I feel like the taunting call is going to be the singular thing that we talk about coming out of this game because yeah, that's right. Cassius Marsh sacks Ben Roethlisberger to force a fourth down and forever after the Bears had fumbled a uh, kickoff return, right? And it's um, I don't know if that is that the math on that. I'm pretty sure it is. All right, go ahead. I'll look it up. Uh, well, I thought the Steelers had made that field goal. They kick off. It was twenty-three to twenty at the time right. that Cassius Marsh got called for the, for the taunting. The 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 Steelers had gotten a first down, so that was after the fumble. Yes, immediately. Well, they got a the first down. They they uh, they plowed forward on. I think they either went forward on fourth or it was like a third and short. Oh no, it was third and short. Chase Claypool runs around the end. They get the first down. First down. It's like oh my god, they're they're just gonna melt the clock and punch it in or kick a field goal. It's gonna be over. Roquan Smith comes off the left side and just like takes down Big Ben. They're knocked back. It looks like they're going to be taken care of. And then Cassius Marsh, Cassius, Cassius Marsh sacks Big Ben again on third down, I believe, puts him out of yeah. field goal range, and he gets up and he's going nuts, which – Not mean, even that, going nuts, just sort of celebrating and walking towards the Steelers' sideline. His mouth's not moving, and he walks past – He had the sack, didn't he? I think you're mixing the Roquan Smith sack on another possession. Cassius no. Marsh was celebrating his sack. Right, yeah, he said earlier, yeah, yeah, earlier yeah, yeah. in the drive. I, I, I've – my brain is sort of bonked out Look, since the everything. Oh. It was too much, too much chaos. Yeah, just uh, right. so, don't worry so, about that part. Just tell us the cash is Marsh. Well, part. so if, if Marsh, real quick, so that sack, if it if there's no penalty on the play, it's fourth and fifteen. Yeah, uh, punting. Fourth and fifteen for the Steelers from their own forty-six. So mm-hmm. I would think they're going to pin the Bears deep, and the Steelers are up a field goal. So that would have been the end and result. There's what, like four minutes at that point, breach. Uh, yeah, there were, yeah, there would have been just over four minutes left. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the bears get the ball. We don't know if they get a field goal, they get a touchdown. I mean, yeah, they got a touch, touchdown. They got yeah. a touchdown at the end of the game because they had to play for a touchdown. We don't know. You know, it's, it's Princeton's game theory. We don't, if, if they're only down a field goal, <laughs> well, if they're only down a field goal, Matt Nagy is the classic coach who would absolutely play for a field goal. And let me so, interrupt you quickly, Breach. You know, it's funny you say that because earlier in the game when Matt Nagy was yelling and screaming, um, on the play where uh, Justin Fields didn't get the roughing the passer calls deep in the Steelers' territory. It was fourth and like two or three, fourth and goal from the two or three, and he's yelling and screaming at the officials on the last late hit uh, that wasn't called. That should have been called, but instead of going for it or thinking about going for it, he kicks a field goal. So it makes it, whatever, 10 to 6 or 14 to, 14 to 6 at that point, I think. Uh, to your point about him, like he'll settle for field goals all day long. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, it was just the amount of missed calls against Fields. I guess there was the one big one. And then uh, the amount of penalties that went against the Bears. I mean, it was egregious. There was just, it, it was it, oh, sorry, a horrible, you're, horrible officiating. You're, you're, you're right. I mean, the, the Roquan Smith was the sack uh, that led to the punt. That was fumble. Right. That was the fumble that yeah. then set up the ensuing Cassius Mars taunting call. There you go. Correct. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Um, so here's here's the other thing quickly. Uh, all the bad calls. The low block I wrote down, the non-roughing on Alex Highsmith. The first time when Al, when uh, Justin Fields ran and slid and got hit in the back, that's just a running back getting tackled. Uh, Mickey Fitzpatrick jacking him up on the sidelines, that's just a guy running and getting jacked up. That's a legal hit. Um, the taunting call is absolutely egregious, as bad as the low block, block call. Probably worse, but the low block call had more implications in terms of the uh, the score. The DPI on Jalen Johnson, which you talked about quickly, breach and but i will say this the bears didn't help themselves i've never seen a team with 47 neutral zone infractions called what do you do in the fourth quarter 
<laughs> news lined up on side. That's it. That's like, what are you doing here? Like, and that's the thing about all these bad calls are going to overshadow the fact that the Bears shot themselves in the foot with all these stupid penalties. It was insanity. That that, that is literally the easiest thing. This is the first thing you learn in peewee football is to line up on sides, and you have the Bears out there getting called for multiple defensive offsides. I mean, it was. 12 penalties for 115 yards for the Bears in this game. That is 115 yards is the fourth most any team has been penalized in a non-overtime game this year. I don't defend Matt Nagy, but if he gets fined for criticizing the officials, he has every right to say whatever he wants to say. You know what's crazy? You're an NFL coach. You're making at least $5 million a year. After a game like that, I would just give the NFL a blank check. I would cuss. I would go nuts. You got to make a point. Like, don't tuck your tail between your legs. And Matt Nagy, you you rarely outcoach anyone. You outcoach Mike Tomlin. Your team (laughs) played better than the Steelers. You should have won that game, but the refs killed you. I mean, Brent, you're muted. I don't know if he outcoached Mike Tomlin. Sorry, I was was muting it to try and hear Tomlin talking on his press conference. Um, I don't know if he outcoached Mike Tomlin. I, I think, thought that was the best offensive game plan he's had with Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I think Justin Fields looked I mean, that's good. Really low bar. I, it, it is, but, but the Steelers it, did not play well, and their offense is is a problem. the The Bears did not come out with a good game plan to start. They were sort of forced into a good game plan with Justin Fields and adapted well after halftime. Relatively speaking, they didn't move him around a whole lot. They let him throw down the field, though. Like I mean, just I mean the the the. Steelers were, you know, getting pressure, but once you get the tight ends running up the seam, I mean, it was a free money all day long. It felt like to Cole Komet there and on the outside. I mean, I, I don't know. Look, to, back, but back to the Tony call. Tony Corrente is, as Cassius Marsh is walking back to the Bears. I, I have a reason for this. Go ahead. He, he, I mean, he actively sticks his butt out to draw contact. And then when he gets a little bit of it, it's just, holding it like like holding a pose as his flag is flying through the air he's taunting Cassius Mars I knew I calling for taunting I knew you were going to make this a thing it, the thing is thing. like I'm 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 the conspiracy theorist on this show but you look for for patterns where there are no patterns here's what happened he had his hand and John Perry mentioned this had his hand in his belt to throw the flag before Cassius Marsh even got close to well, him i don't think he threw the flag because he touched him i think he was soaking it in and making a little ref show oh, okay. and making a scene about it and got a little bump and then then he held his hand up wilson Wilson, i am just going to say that brinson seven thousand retweets mean that twitter agrees whatever with what brinson's saying and that i will say what dave Chappelle always says twitter ain't real so it doesn't matter i don't want to take dave Chappelle's side but that's fine uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let, me, let me just say this the reason he bowed up on him tony Corinthe did because when you're an old person and you feel like you're about to get like hit by you know a young person if you would like I mentioned before the the grocery store analogy you, you sort of have to brace yourself so you don't fall over I mean no. he might have a bad hip he but, might have two bad knees you, you know what you know what else you could do is is take one step forward and not make contact it's bad knees no it's garbage he he's staring down Cassius Marshall holding his hand as and, and like he's holding it like uh was it J R Smith who did the show no it was uh. Uh, uh, Nick Young for the for the Lakers, I think, or maybe the Clippers. It's that famous gif where he's like holding a pose and walking backwards, turns around, and then the ball rims out. And Tony Corrente is holding a pose with this flag and literally taunting Cassius Marsh no, while man. calling him for taunting. Like, that's what – I mean, but I don't have a problem if, you know, you're. I mean, like if this ref wants to make it about it, – it was like Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun when he's, okay, the umpire, so- when he's the umpire for the Angels. He's just doing like a – like a little peacock thing across the. Th- I mean, it's ridiculous. Breach. I'm reading. I'm reading the tweet now. I wasn't on Twitter during the game because uh, I'm I'm a grown man. I see Brinson <laughs> ends the tweet with "What a joke!" Just get out of here, you butthole. Did <laughs> you have this game on mute? It was unbelievable. If you watch it, it was incredible. Well, I had I had it on mute because I was working on my picks, and that's because I came out, and that's why I asked you guys about the timeout because I looked up and I saw the clock was stopped, and then I saw the Bears called a timeout, and I thought they were trying to ice. Uh, Chris Boswell on his game-winning field with 30 seconds left. And so that's why I asked, because I, I just looked up. I was like, what are they doing? Oh, and then, okay. you know, clearly I had no idea that they had stopped the clock to do a measurement, and Twitter let me know uh, very quickly. And I did not delete my tweet, because if I'm going to tweet out dumb stuff, then I need to be called out for my dumb stuff. Oh, but, okay. Look, you actually tweeted that out? Ernie Corinthe, that was a 
the epitome of a ref show where he steals a scene, oh, makes please. it about him, and in the in the NFL, but it's fine if Tony Corrente does it. Can't have Cassius Marsh nope. celebrating a massive sack by not saying anything and like getting pumped up and running around the field. What are we doing here? Well, it's not even the look. I'm indifferent. Even Matt Nagy said that. Look, Matt Nagy after this game said I was for the taunting rule. Football's an emotional game. I'm not going to bash that call. You know, like I'm sure I would. I would be so angry if I was a Bears player if he said that. But go ahead, Breach. Because you should. He needs to have his players back. But like here, look. We know what Marsh did. He stared down the Steelers sideline. Like what now? Like who cares? That's a taunting. That's he was twenty yards from the. From the it's bench. the rule. Like, I'm not saying it was a good call. I'm no, just saying no, no, that. No, no, no. It is an arbitrary bullcrap rule. It's not created because John Morrow's got a tight butt and like can't deal with the fact that these guys that he's paying to go out there and and do battle for 60 minutes get amped up and excited when they you make do. plays. You understand that as Breach just sort of alluded to, the coaches decided on this rule. The coaches back up. Well, I think I think the problem, the bigger problem here is that you know. Three years ago, we had Roger Goodell talking about we don't want to legalize gambling because the integrity of the game and games like this look horrible. And someday you're going to have someone who bet five million dollars on the Bears money line and they lose because Tony Corrente. And then they're going to crazy people said death threats on Twitter. Crazy people do crazy stuff. And that's what's going to happen when you have uh, just things like this happen where people are just in shock. And, and so it's a bad look for the NFL to have all these bad calls. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Wilson, hold up, uh, hold up the, the merchandise we're giving away again, both of the, the hat and the toboggan hit the like button on this video. If you're watching, if we get to one, when we get to 150, we will give away your choice of a Brinson sucks hat or Brinson sucks toboggan because champion really, on it, baby. what I need to do is what I need is to be hazed uh in uh in in my own in my own live podcast this is limited edition apparel people there are only 12 of those uh each so hit the like button right now and uh leave your handle in the comments you'll be eligible to win those worth uh worth noting quickly i see in the comments uh, tony corinthe you are not eligible to win one of these hats correct <laughs> tony corinthe not eligible i don't have a problem with the idea of reducing taunting you're know, like somebody gets in somebody's face like jalen ramsey he got called for a sportsman like on sunday night um, you know, he got up and shoved AJ Brown down after he made a, you know, play. and then he fake flopped like he didn't mean to do it, which is like, also I, hilarious. If you want to, if you want to cut out like a really aggressive over the top, that's a penalty. What Jalen Ramsey did, the, what Cassius Marsh did, and what every other call has been this season is idiotic. It's just wasting time. And I say it every week answers to questions that no one was asking to begin with. No one cares. Stop it. I mean, and, I'm giving you a hard time. I, I was laughing at your tweet because you ended with what a joke, which is like such an old man thing to say. Because you're old now, but everything else, I don't, I don't disagree with. I mean, just get out of the way, old man. I mean, Cassius yeah. Marsh is is a journeyman fourth round pick who on Monday Night Football went out and made a massive play against the team that cut him. Correct. And he didn't go over there and do like the uh, he didn't like he and field dance the double yeah. the triple H X chop or whatever or like give the Eli Manning double birds. Yeah, he would. He he just. He was just jumping around and celebrating after a sack. Like you can't ask these guys to just, you know, professionally like like shake your hand and move on. It's ridiculous. And I say it all the time. They're not working at a bank breach. They're football players. Right. I mean, these maybe guys they should work at a bank. Then you don't. There's no taunting flags there. By the way, quickly. Um, I don't know if you heard early in the telecast breach. You didn't because you had it muted. But they talked about Najee Harris's journey. I grew up homeless for parts of his life. We got to Alabama and lived in the nice dorms. He slept for the first month or whatever on the floor. I don't know if you heard that breach when they were telling us, uh, Brinson, when they were telling the story. After the game, Najee Harris tweeted out, uh, Bra, I ain't sleep on no damn floor in college. I just slept on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I how, look, look, we don't want to get into the broadcast stuff. We got lots of games stuff to talk to, but like, how What's quick they get it? They couldn't wait four minutes to get into the homeless stuff. Settle down. We get it, man. God. I love it. I love the tweet, though. Hey, look, Najee Harris and, and his and his family are doing great things uh, in, in, in the community to help battle homelessness, and that is awesome. But like, like that dude, he wasn't sleeping on the floor in Bama. He's sleeping in a very nice room. He's a starting running back. There it is. Love it. That is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, he's playing the he's playing the game, so he has no idea. So he must have gotten like five hundred tweets. You slept on the floor when you had a bet. He's like, no, or text sleeping. messages. Like well, his. his I'm sorry. Text uh, messages, yeah. Remember when uh, Mahomes' mom got mad because Lou Riddick was calling him. Uh, Pat. 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 She, he's like, oh, Pat, my pal Pat. She's like, his name's not Pat, it's Patrick. It's something like that. In, in the sense that he got a bunch yeah, of Yeah, that's right. That's that's what happened. Yep. 
Um, okay, so whew, all right. I mean that the the do you want to do we want to do we need to take a break? We have break time. I can't remember what time we started. Break time. <laughs> break time? Nap time? Nap time. That's Nap right. Time. <laughs> no, I think it was important to talk about the, the calls because that was the that was the biggest storyline. I can't stop looking at this Tony Corinthians. He's like got his back arch and he's just got that he doesn't care where that flag lands. He's staring at Marsh as he walks off. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We'll talk about the game as a whole. Hit the like button. We're close to giving away one of these Brinson sucks toboggans or hats that Wilson is going to put up here coming up after the break. Maybe we'll give one away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, the Tony Corinthi thing aside. By uh, the way, the best tweet after your tweet was Greg Rosenthal, your buddy from uh, NFL Network. He hard. said, if you read if you read Corinthi's lips, he's saying, and one. <laughs> I mean, he, he was leaning in for the foul. It's, it's great. Cool. Whatever. The old man wanted to impress. Maybe he's, he told his grandkid, he's, he's just watch the, watch the game tonight, and you'll see something crazy, and that was it. I muted myself again. Got my mute button all off. Okay, so the first half was unbelievably boring. Felt well, like- it was exciting if you're a Steelers fan because they were able to score some points. And, Breach, I don't think I said this when you, you weren't on yet, but I knew that because I'm number one in the nation against the spread, but I knew the Steelers weren't going to cover. Because this game was going to be the exact carbon copy of the Seahawks game where they start strong and then just sort of go to sleep in the second half. Yeah, you're the Steelers expert. I mean, I thought once they went up 14-0, the Bears' offense looked so limp and non-existent and pathetic. I didn't think they were going to score a point. I was thinking in my head, man, the Steelers are going to shut out the Bears because, look, you look at their first few possessions, punt, punt, interception, punt, punt. And the interception was a great play by Cam Hayward where basically batted the ball down to himself. That was pretty crazy. And, and then set up a Steelers touchdown. So really, it's not like the Steelers are doing anything on offense either because uh, their second touchdown only happened because Hayward set up a great field position on the interception. I mean, this game could have been 7-3 to three at halftime. It was just a defensive struggle. I mean, you could say, Ryan, that you knew it was coming, but I, in no way – did I ever think the Bears were going to end this game with 27 points? If you would ask me at halftime, what's the maximum amount of points I could see the Bears scoring? It would have been like 20. Yeah, and the problem is that the Steelers typically don't score more than 20 points. So the fact they got to 29, and they, by the way, they got to 29 for a couple of reasons. Uh, the, the officiating, uh, the fact that Khalil Mack wasn't out there, the fact that I don't think Akeem Hicks was playing very very much. He may have played early, then played late. Um, so if you're a Bears fan, you, you have to understand that the defense is going to, get better when the guys get healthy. Uh, Eddie Jackson wasn't out there, although I know our buddy Joe Mitchell is not a huge Eddie Eddie Jackson fan this season after he got paid. Uh, but I think Justin Fields did a lot of encouraging things. I don't think, uh, look, I, I don't like talking about people getting fired. I don't know the scenario where you bring Matt Nagy back. You have to get someone, whether it's a Brandon Staley type, that's the issue. How do you find those guys who brings well, in? Well, a- let's, I mean, look, I mean, look, I know we all love Brandon Staley, but Joe Lombardi, not maybe not doing the greatest stuff in the world for they're, just- they're winning football games. Well, my my point is that having someone at, at, and we talk about this all the time because you know Breach hates Kyle Shanahan so much that sometimes you're not cut out to be a, a head coach even though you're a great coordinator, great play caller, great schemer, whatever. I don't know if 
this feels like the job's too big for Matt Nagy. Is all I'm saying. I I know Bears fans hate Matt Nagy, and his his play calling and play design for Justin Fields has felt really off all season long. I mean, he just hadn't done a good job of of like. I mean, he does he doesn't accentuate his strengths. Just get it, move him off, move him out of the pocket, roll him out, sprint him right. Do the like, like that's do- the crazy thing is that it feels like they went in halftime and Fields went up to him like, hey, bro. Nothing you're doing is working. So let's go to the back of the playbook where I just kind of <laughs> run around and make plays. And, and let's see if that works in the second half. Because they went from zero to 100 in about three seconds based on what they did in the first half compared to the second half. And Brent, you're making a crazy face. Why are you making that? Cassius Bar said he got, quote, hip checked by the ref. Yeah, we've talked about it. We all saw it. We, you've, you've related. No, no, he's, he's doing his press conference right now and just said, I got hip checked by the ref. I understand that, but we saw it. We talked about it previously. I, I explained to you why he hip-checked him. Also, I think the, the takeaway is why is Cassius Marsh dressed like he's going to the Arctic Circle? I, I thought Have you was, ever been to Pittsburgh in November, Ryan? Yes, he's got, he's got a he's doing. Might as well be the Arctic Circle. Cincinnati uh, is the same weather, dum-dum. Hit, hit not, the, not uh, hit the like button. Two more likes, and we give away a Brinson Sucks hat. So I, got us, hat. I got us to 148. I did the dirty work, you guys. You got to get uh, to 150. There you go. Two more, and we will give away a hat to someone in the chat. Leave your handle if you want to be eligible. Fields, 5 of 11 for 63 yards in the first half, 12 of 18 for 218 yards in the second half. I mean, he looked like a completely different player. Uh, and, you know, you can say it was the play calling, that they, they trusted him more. But the thing is, why weren't they – why did it take them that long to figure it out? And, you know, they even mixed in some wildcat in this game that was and it working. Worked. They were getting chunks of yardage. Brent, they're getting 68 yards, six to eight yards per carry on wildcat. I mean, you're going kind of working. I mean, it looked like well, it was it's, it, it's fine. But if you, you have a really mobile quarterback in Justin Fields, why aren't you running? That's what I, I say. Why are you talking about with him or read option stuff with him? I will say it feels like Justin Fields understands that this ain't college and getting hit hurts a little bit more. He does get down. And like I mentioned earlier, the the one where he got hit on the when he slid and Cam Cam um, uh, Cam Sutton hit him in the back, that was a, a legal play. But uh, I applaud him for getting down. But you also have to. There's a fine line, and maybe that's maybe that's part of the math that they, David Montgomery, who came back and looked really good after missing time with the with the knee injury, I think. Um, also, I'll note this: the Steelers' three touchdowns all scored by rookies, one by Najee, two by Fryermuth. Well, that's a fun stat. Fryermuth Fryermuth looks like a star. Oh, so, yeah, Eric Ebron who. Doesn't like catching the football, has been inactive the last two games. I think he's battling some sort of injury, but Firemuth has more than picked up the slack. Is that injury called he's been replaced by Firemuth? Yeah, it's called the old Wally Pip injury. <laughs> I think one of the problems for the Bears is that you see the positive stuff from Justin Fields. I don't think Justin Fields, I don't think he played necessarily great. I thought that he flashed. But he here's the thing, he's getting better. Yeah. As but, we get but, and this is what I'm saying is the catch 22 for the Bears fans is that while Justin Fields, like if you're, if you're, if you're who are the Virginia McCaskey or her daughter who's running the team, or, or like I said, the maybe Virginia's still running because that's the Lions with Sheila Hamp. But um, if you're Virginia McCaskey and you're watching this game, you're thinking to yourself, well, Ryan Pace did it again. He finally found our quarterback. Sure, Mitch screwed him before. But now I think that I've like these guys have finally got the guy who can deliver, and I, I get it, it. Just it's unfortunate because I mean, we don't think that Ryan Pace is doing a great job with player acquisition and building around Justin Fields, and I tend to think that he basically got desperate in the draft. Fields was falling, traded a future first that's going to end up being a top ten pick for Justin Fields. And well, that's good desperation. You did that one. The Mr. Trubisky thing was terrible desperation. No, but I mean, like. Fields can, fields can be awesome, but it, it's not. It's going to end up in a Texan situation. Why? B- because the roster around him is. Are they going to hire Jack Easterby? I mean, you just get good guys in there. Uh, well, that, that's easier said than done. I mean, this guy doesn't have a great track record of drafting great guys. Now, again, the problem is that Fields playing well and flashing in these spots will only cause. Uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to secure their jobs further. That's that's what I was thinking during the game. I wonder how our Bears friends feel about Justin Fields playing well because it's catch twenty two. You you wanted to play well. You don't want to take twenty seven sacks a game. Was that the the Bengals game where you got sacked nine times breach, or was that that was the Browns game? I think the Browns sacked him nine times. Um, you don't want that to happen, getting killed. But you also don't want him to go out there and throw for eight touchdowns and seven hundred yards because like oh. Well, Matt Nagy has figured it out. He's unlocked the key because he's going to be hanging around for a while. I, 
Fields Fields can Fields can develop into a really good quarterback, and he can be fine from the pocket. But right now, the way that he's playing, I don't understand why you aren't rolling him out, cutting the field in half, letting him when he he looks so comfortable when he's sort of just kind of like running on like. You, you get him you get him running and throwing and he looks so comfortable sort of reading the field that way versus trying to sit in the pocket and diagnose what the defense is giving him and hey, I, I don't understand why they don't take a different approach to it to try and maximize and accentuate his strengths it's yeah, very you're, you're trying to apply rational explanations to in, insanity in Chicago in terms of I mean just remember what Matt Nagy's wall looked like during the draft during the covid draft he, it was all plastered with paper. It looked like an insane asylum. You know, everyone joked that it was all tight ends written on the on the sheets of papers because he's going to draft all these tight ends. Breach, if you had to re-rank the quarterback, rookie quarterback class, how, how are you taking them off the board? Uh, let's see. Trevor Lawrence is still one. Yeah, I mean. No, just stop. It's Trevor Lawrence is one. I want to hear what Breach says. In a weird situation. I mean, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance are behind Justin Fields. All right. Well, who's one, two, and three? I'll go with Trevor Lawrence at one. Uh, who are my other options besides everybody I've named? Mac, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Oh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is two. I'm not talking about productivity. I'm talking about guys you, as you would take them. That's how you would take them? And then Justin Fields, three. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. And then Trey Lance and then Zach Wilson. That's probably right. But what about Davis Mills? We saw him a little bit this oh, year. Right, we're, we're, kind of, we're being elite. As people are pointing in the chat, the Steelers did win the game. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a Steelers homer. I I want to you know pay the respects to Justin Fields because he did. And when you feel like you steal a win when Tony Corrente had you in his back pocket, I mean, maybe you got to talk about the Bears a little bit. I will say this breach, and you probably, despite your hatred for Pittsburgh, I was angry every freaking time they tried Chris Boswell out there to kick 85 yard field goals. But you must have been impressed by the fact they kicked 250 plus yarders, and he smoked both of them. I'm going to say the two things that impressed me the most about the Steelers is is number one, all we hear. Uh, going in this offseason and even into this year when the Steelers got off to an ugly start is how washed up Ben Roethlisberger is. And he got beat up in this game. And you know what he did? He came through absolutely clutch when they needed him the most on the final drive. Brenton, you're making that face like he didn't. Uh, they were trailing, obviously, 27 to 26. If Ben just if, if, if Ben is washed up, he doesn't do anything. Game over. Bears win. He goes 4-4 four four for 51 yards to set up the game-winning field goal. Yeah, Brinson keeps making this face like he didn't watch this part of the game. Ben Roethlisberger was absolutely money on that drive. And, and as long as he can keep doing that and coming up with those clutch drives when they need him, then, you know, they're going to be competitive this year. And he was perfect on that drive. And number two was Chris Boswell. As you mentioned, he had a 54 yarder, 52 yarder game winning 40 yarder. And this was seven, eight days after he basically suffered a concussion against the Browns. Oh, he, he uh, didn't basically suffer one. He got absolutely, he actually suffered a concussion. He got so brain star of the game. Chris Boswell coming off a concussion drills, three field goals and the game winner from 42 or whatever, even though he missed the extra point, which is the only reason they needed the game winner. So that that one cancels out, but he did hit two plus fifties from Heinz Field, which is insane. I'm not I'm not debating that Ben didn't play well. Ben can summon. He's I mean he still got it in there, right? Like he has he had, moments of better than media, mediocre. All right, he he has moments, and I think he can be. This is gonna sound like an an a hole thing to say, but he sort of seems like fat 2015 Peyton Manning. Uh, and that's that's not far off. He might be a little better. He's, but he's, I was gonna say I would take this year's Ben over that Manning. I, yeah. I would I would too. I mean, but like that throw that he he pulls out to the left and he takes two steps and just unleashes. You are like this ball might go through the end zone, and and it drops like short of the thirty. And the ball went like twenty. The one James Washington caught in the middle of the field by yeah, himself. James Washington I, dive down and catch it. I it think like, in his defense, his arm got hit, but it, it did not look pretty okay, either way. Okay. I didn't I didn't see his arm. It, look. It, Look, I'm not going to argue that point. It, it looked like an old man trying to throw a football, and he just got off the couch after sitting there for five years. And I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm really not trying to bash Ben. I, I mean, I think the Steelers made it clear when they forced him to restructure this offseason that they understand where he's at. Well, yeah. let me explain to Breach's point. When they were down 26-27 after that great touchdown drive by Justin Fields that ended the Darnell Mooney touchdown, I thought, okay, this is what's going to happen. Ben's going to drop back three times. He's going to get sacked three times. And the game's going to be over. But he didn't do that. In, in part because there were, like I mentioned, 47 neutral zone infractions, uh, all by Robert Quinn, um, that kept the drive alive. 
uh, to the point where they had the defensive line all in two point stances because they were such morons and, and couldn't. I, I don't even I can't wrap my brain around what they were doing. But to Roethlisberger's credit, as as Breach noted, he he actually played pretty well. I mean, twenty over thirty for two of five. You know that ain't setting the world on fire. But um, he didn't how, have. How, any... about, how about the fact that this game was twenty to six going into the third into the fourth quarter and finishes twenty nine twenty seven? That is wild. That's how you cover when you're sharp. That's what they're called, right? I mean, you should know because you're one. You're the thank you. Guy. Yeah, look, Ben. Look, Ben is. I, I, I think. Him. I think Ben is just who Ben is. He's going to have these moments where he can summon, um, sort of, you know, the, the talent level that he has. I don't. I. I don't. People are. They were praising Matt Canada up and down. I'm like, well, whatever. Yeah. I, I. Here's the thing. I. I don't know if Matt Canada is. You know, all that in a in a bag of chips or whatever the, the kids say. That's but not. It, that's definitely not what the kids are. The still kids saying. don't say that. That's the, what old people think the kids say. You should definitely have. Thing. You should definitely have like waved your, like or like wagged your finger when you said that. All that in a bag of chips. Uh, but every third and one or every fourth and one, they ran Najee Harris right up the middle, with Eddie Goldman just waiting to tackle him two yards behind the line of scrimmage. They didn't vary from that except for the one time that Ben ran the 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 slow motion QB sneak to the right. And he still came up short because his knee hit the ground. Like, an, like an old person, <laughs> like an old person falls out of a golf cart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's not a lot of variation. I get the, the pre-step motion, all that. And it's fun to watch, but I tell you what, like Najee Harris runs up the middle. He didn't go anywhere. They ran to the end arounds. Those typically didn't gain very much either. So the bears did a good job uh, of defending that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, big Ben's calling the offense. Canada's different, I suppose, than Randy Fickner, but, there's still, this still isn't a high-powered offense. Either, so. oh, if, you had, if you hadn't hit the like button, hit it. If we get to 200, we'll give away a second hat. Uh, we were determining the winner right now. Uh, using uh, we, have, we have Tony Corrente. He's going to spin a wheel and pull out a uh, pull out. I thought you say he's about to speak. No, 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 how, do the comments, the... how do the comments work? How do the pool comments work? For the one, games? there's one reporter that gets to do the pool report. It's, it's, it's pretty terrible. Um, oh. Which I'm sure we will get in the next 45 minutes. You want to give, give away right now? We'll give away the hat? What is what is what does the winner want? Well, he didn't we didn't know that he he won yet. Uh, but I do remember him because his avatar was fantastic. Doge Jesus underscore two is our winner. All right. hail Doge to Jesus, the moon, baby, to the moon of the Brinson sucks uh, toboggan or hat. Congratulations to Doge Jesus underscore two. I would like to apologize to Doge Jesus underscore two for taking Doge Jesus underscore one. If I'd known you had wanted it. <laughs> I would have let you have it. It's up for sale, I guess, though. I guess we should get a. Uh, I'll trade you the hat. Drum roll, some some sort of music leading up. To it. And, I can't and do a drum roll. Ryan, how many hats do we have to give away? We have a baker's dozen of the Brinson hats uh, toboggans and a. Uh, uh, Can uh, I trade uh, my hat for a beanie? No. An exact twelve? Uh, no, because it's been worn. Unless someone wants. No, it, it hasn't been worn. <laughs> we have twelve <laughs> of the Brinson hats. Brinson sucks hats, made by Champion. Oh, so we can do this on live streams through the end of the season, pretty much. Absolutely. And somehow Absolutely. save our save our employers some money. But not- what what if we turn it into like instead of a random thing, we we have like a a, a pick 'em pool, like whoever picks the closest score on Monday Night Football or something. Or we can keep doing it your guys' way. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Yeah, just you are tr- throwing stuff out there. Just trying to get participation. Why don't you let Devo handle the YouTube stuff, Breach? You, you, yeah. you do your little Google thing. You know what? I'm not even allowed on YouTube. I was banned. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, so the uh, Adam Adam Hug of uh, I think of of uh, whatever the score the score in uh, Chicago was the pool reporter. Oh, what did he say? So, uh, what did you see after the sack by the by Cassius Marsh? Corinthe, first of all, keep in mind that taunting is a point of emphasis this year. And with that yeah. said, I saw the player, after he made a big play, run towards the bench area of the Pittsburgh Steelers and posture in such a way that I felt he was taunting them. Uh, and then uh, Hug follows up. There appears to be also been some contact between you and, and the player in question. Did that contribute to the penalty being called? No, not at all. I didn't judge that as anything that I dealt with. The video showed that you had brief contact with the player and then you threw the flag. So it had nothing to do with the penalty being called. That had nothing to do with it. It was the taunting aspect. He said, can you explain the low block called on Chicago's James Daniels that negated a touchdown? Once again, the new rule this year is there should be no contact below the waist to any player outside of the tight end box. And this player initiated low contact to a player outside the tight end box. He said, in that situation, is, is it still a penalty if the offensive player fails to make contact? Currently said, I have to judge that there was contact, and that's what I judged. 
So you judge there was contact? Yes, I did. From my perspective and my position, yes. Why and, the, Why the urgency is my question. Well, John Perry, is he was literally saying that, uh, you know, you could review some calls if they're, I guess, objective, but this is a subjective call. Like, this is something they should be able to review. If it is, did the player touch him or not? You just review it and you say, right. no, we didn't. We don't throw the flag. It's that simple. Just Hey, make- yesterday you reviewed whether the, the Packers punt returner kicked a punt or not, and the muffed the punt. Same deal. Exactly. Like, you don't have to, if he barely hit him, then fine. You keep the flag out there. You don't have to, like, cloud the referee's judgment, but you can't say, hey, look, the guy didn't touch him. There should be no flag. Or, or how about, like, and we've heard cases this year so far of um, various officiating situations where somebody, they're like, oh, yeah, they're talking to the guys in New York. It's like, why isn't New York buzzing in and saying, hey, look, that play clearly a missed call or clearly they can't, they can't do that one though that's a that's a call that's you can't review no 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 brinson's saying that new york's been buzzing in before there's any type of review to correct what the referee yeah. did so that the call on the field is correct so that the coaches don't so people don't get mad they've been Can referencing you, that that in some cases new york that the, these referees are talking to new york when they, they're like we're huddling up but they're secretly talking to new york oh i see new york's like don't do this pick up the flag like I can tell you why. In this instance, they didn't know that was a rule because no one's ever heard that rule before where you can't dive at some guy, a defender's leg, trying to block him. I mean, like I said, you, you run these zone schemes all the time where you're cut blocking the, the backside. I've never once seen I don't understand what we're talking about. Why don't we have a room full of 10 people in New York only focusing on football games that happen throughout the, the week, and they sit there and they say, hey, Walt, you need to buzz down to Chicago, or buzz down to Pittsburgh, and, and th- this taunting call is – needs to be looked at because you can we've, and- we've been saying this for years i know it's insane but like hockey does it they're like hold on we gotta check that we gotta check with toronto or wherever it is so like- tell me again what corinthia said about the posturing exactly because i think this is now going to go in my hall of fame of, of reasons why i guess we're penalized he yeah. said uh with the oh first of all keep in mind that taunting is a point of emphasis this year and with that said i mean that's First of all, that's a dead giveaway. I saw the player, after he made a big play, run towards the bench area of the Pittsburgh Steelers and posture in such a way that I thought he was taunting them. Yeah, posture in such a way. That reminds me, my famous, my favorite all time is the the giving them the business. Have you ever seen the business? Giving well, them the business? Grab somebody's nuts. Yes, yeah, Ron Cherry. It's an NC State game. NC State, Maryland. No, no, this, no, no, no. This was a, an old school. This is like, a, I think the Jets is what it was. It's like from 40 years ago. And the other favorite one, I just put it in Slack. Take a look. Um, the other favorite one for me is our buddy, uh, our former CBS employee, Jim Carrey, who was a fantastic official. Mike Carey. Uh, Mike Carey, sorry. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if he was official and worked for CBS? Maybe, Maybe he'll that's play it. one in his next movie. Yeah. But uh, there was a game against the Ra- I remember this game, Ravens-Lions, and Terrell Sucks got thrown out. And after the game, uh, Mike Carey was asked why, why he threw him out. And he said, Sucks bumped me with malice in his heart, and he was gone. <laughs> I love Malice in his heart as an explanation for why someone got kicked out of a football game. This is number three, Corinthians explanation. It's just it's just ridiculous. Like what Cassius Marsh did does not qualify as taunting. And like, by the way, this is the guy malice like, this was like doing like like grinding and like turn the camera down because I didn't see the board no. <laughs> I mean, no, but it'd be like if he went over, or like you know, he's like and it was like suck it, like and like like dropping f bombs. Fine. Uh, didn't even Sorry. open his mouth. But he's just like, I mean, he's just running around the field, like pumped up. He's not, I mean, God, they cut him. It's ridiculous. So, Breach, what did you want to talk about special teams-wise? Uh, the Bills' final, or the Bears' final play of the game, 65-yard <laughs> field goal? That was crazy. Because so, half of America literally thought that thing was going in. Two-thirds of this podcast thought it was going in. Oh, I thought, uh, as soon as it came up, I was like, that's pure as hell. That's going in. So Breach, explain to us, because I asked you that before we started the pod, why you weren't. You had you knew immediately because you're a genius. Why did you know immediately, Randy Bullock? Well, as someone who's watched so many deals, I'm like, oh, we missed. There it is. If you're going, so most kickers keep their same swing, their extra point swing is is usually what it's called, and that's your swing back to about 55, maybe 60 for like someone like Justin Tucker. But eventually, you get to a distance where you have to kick a little lower because that's the only way you're going to knock it that far. And Cairo Santos has a career long of 55 yards. So when he's back to 65, he's someone who needs to drive it a little bit more. But he got so far under. This was like he needed his driver out there, and he had about a five iron. 
And so he got so far under it. I mean, it went right down the middle. So that's why it looked so good. And it was like, oh, my God, if a, if a 50 mile an hour gust of wind flies into Pittsburgh right now, it might carry that ball through the uprights. And then it fell eight yards short. And uh, that was the game. Although on the TV feed, it looked like it hit off the crossbar. Yeah. Um, but that's because it bounced 15 it, yards short. Because it bounced in the end zone and bounced straight down the middle underneath. Oh, the oh I see what you. Because uh, it it bounced and then it looked like it, it definitely hundred percent looked like it hit the crossbar. Right, right, yeah, absolutely did. So I think the telecast thought that did they mention crossbar? Because I was like, oh my god, he almost made it. Uh, not that this really matters in the grand scheme of things, but I, it's the first time I've noticed this. Justin Fields wearing a mask in the post game press conference. Ooh, that's interesting. Um. Just, just, I guess it's just an NFC North quarterback thing. They just, hey, oh, who are we missing? Who are we missing there? Golf, golf, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to look out. So, here's what I was going to say about that, real quick is that if I, based on how my receivers and how Justin Fields was playing, I would have thought about throwing a Hail Mary. I, I was wondering about that because someone actually tweeted me, they're like, well, Hail Mary's a statistic and probability. I was like, bro, a 65 yard field goal at Heinz Field <laughs> is a statistic and probability. Like, Ryan, I don't think there's ever been a 58-yard field goal at Heinz Field. You're outdoors in Pittsburgh. Your kicker's longest kick ever is 55 yards. In NFL history, uh, kickers have hit 3% of their kicks, one of 32, uh, from 65 yards or longer. So it's just – and I, I'm – that's just not uh, – it's not happening. This was the first night, first game in Heinz Field history that there have been two 50-yard field goals by the same kicker. Uh, and, and just to, just, just apo- apologize and clarify, Justin Fields actually said last week that he is vaccinated. So just ignore that. Just, I just saw I hadn't noticed him in the mask before, so my apologies. Trying to cancel culture. There I'm not it trying is. to cancel culture anything. I'm look, man. Woke mob is going to come after you, Brinson. Yeah, woke mob. <laughs> you could have Aaron Rodgers on the podcast. The you and him one on one interview. What you if you gotten the Chiefs plus three at one point? Is all I'm saying. I want to know for gambling perspective. That's all. Um, yeah, so the Steelers, by the way, six seed in, in the AFC. How confident are you guys that they remain uh, a playoff team 10 weeks from How many more weeks do we have left? Eight weeks? I mean, whatever we have left. Eight weeks from now. So they have the We're halfway Lions. Through the season, so we have nine weeks left. Nine, nine weeks left. They have the Lions in. Uh, and keep in mind how they States. played in national television against the, the Seahawks and, and now the Bears. And, I mean, the, the Browns game was a good game for them, but. They're, they're, they have the Lions coming up next, so they'll, they should get to – I know you're worried they're going to lose that game. They'll win it by four. Right. The Lions will cover that game. After that, it is the Chargers on the road, Bengals on the road, Ravens at home, uh, Vikings on the road, Titans uh, – and then uh, – is that December 9th? And then uh, Titans at home on December 19th at the Chiefs. Browns at home at the Ravens. My gosh. I mean, I feel like they could go 500 or maybe like a game below 500 because there are a lot of teams on that schedule that look formidable. And then you're like, oh. Like Ben owns the Browns. He could easily beat the, certainly beat the Bengals. Should beat the Browns. You know what? With the Steelers win, the Bengals are officially in last place. The Vikings are, the Vikings aren't that great. Wait, the Bengals are in last place right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. With a five and four record. Oh, we missed. So wait a second. When were they in first place? Two weeks ago? It, two weeks ago, they were in first place in the entire AFC. <laughs> and now they're in last place in the AFC. Oh, game. that's such a Bengals thing. That is fantastic. Oh How's that even possible? Way to own it, Breach. Way to you own know what? It. You know what, though? Here's why well, I want to say this about the Steelers is that when they were my preseason pick to win the AFC North. And after they beat the Bills, I didn't bring it up. But I was like, all right, that's that's exactly what I wanted to happen was I think the Bills are good and the Steelers beat them. And then they lose their next three. But again, you look at the teams, now we're looking at it retrospectively, that those three teams they lost to, the Raiders, Bengals, and Packers, are all decent teams. And so it was it's hard to gauge how good Pittsburgh is. And so I think at five and three, I feel like they're a playoff threat. Like I don't think they're gonna win the division anymore, but I could definitely see them snagging the sixth or seventh wild. Card. I feel like they're probably a four and four team. So they've they've gotten lucky one more time than they probably should have. I, I think they probably win four more games. And I get you to the nine, and you're you'll be in the conversation. So you and that to... keeps Mike Tomlin's streak of no losing records. Most importantly, I, I, yeah, I that's what I'm going. I think they will finish with a winning record. They will get to nine or ten wins, and it'll be really close getting into the playoffs. I mean, they're just one game back of the the Ravens, and they've got the Ravens twice left on the schedule. Yeah, the All Vikings. That's what the Vikings will end up beating the Steelers, but they couldn't beat the Ravens when they're up by fourteen points with 
Correct. You know, six minutes to go in the third quarter. Um, the Bears are now three and six, which normally you would say, all right, well, it's time to start worrying about your draft pick, but they don't have a first round draft pick. Oh, and they are still just uh what two games back? Two of- games out, but they're second from the bottom. <laughs> third from the bottom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, real quick, since we're t- we're gonna talk about what the Bears are gonna do, uh, the Steelers in Stephen O's Sportsline projections are projected to get a wild card spot right now. Okay. <clears throat> the Bears. Does he are, predict how many wins they'll have, Breach? It nine point two. You know, like it's uh between okay. nine and ten. So right. you go it's, by yeah, their percentage chance, and the Steelers have the highest percentage chance of getting a playoff spot out of any of the non division leaders right now so basically the best chance of getting the fifth seed at this point the, Here, yeah. here's the bears next six games the bears real quick are they have, have the five too nowhere near anything first then they are ravens at home at the lions four days later on thanksgiving at the or cardinals at home to, 10 days later of course at the packers vikings at home at the seahawks I count two wins there, maybe. But I mean, they that could generous. that could be a fun Ravens game if they get Khalil Mack back and Akeem Hicks gets healthy and Eddie Jackson plays like he did before he got his contract. Because look, I, I think the Ravens were overvaluing the Ravens. They haven't played lights out, but they they, they could definitely go two and four in that stretch. But that still gets you to five and ten. Right, that's right. That's so five, five. five wins ain't saving Matt Nagy. I don't know. I, I think Matt Nagy what do you be fine. No. I think I think if Justin Fields is playing well, they will keep him around. Who's like who makes the final decision? Uh, McCaskey, Mrs. McCaskey. Yeah, they've got some. I think they have somebody who's. I think the Bears get the seven wins. Okay, total. Well, yeah, sure. For, that's that's possible. I'm saying, I'm saying over this next six, I think they're at five, and then they have they, they get Giants seven. Then at the Vikings, Ryan Pace is coming back. Uh, Ryan and Nagy are coming back if they get to seven. Now he's getting an extension because he gets a seven. He's still gonna have a better record than Kyle Shanahan. Oh boy, Duncan on Shanahan. <laughs> Oh, we missed! I love how Breach has his own dunk button. Wrong button, my fault. (laughs) Um, Okay, that'll do it for the uh, for the recap podcast. Got an hour out of this bad boy. Gave away. We're not like really close to giving away a second. No, we're not close enough. Um, Congrats to uh, Doge. uh, uh, Doge Doge Jesus underscore two. Jesus two. That's right. Underscore Uh, Brinson. Don't forget the underscore. The dagger for Doge Jesus one. That's pretty. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hit the like button if you're watching late. Subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast. And, of course, on YouTube. Appreciate you guys. We will talk to you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.